0: Okay, we're here. This is it. We have. This is the final leg of the bull market. Retail is here. Are we early? Is it still early? I guess the answer is maybe. So, today we're gonna look at how early we are in the big scheme of things and whether now is a good time to still be buying crypto, because that's the question that I'm getting every single day. A lot of people are saying to me, Am I late? Am I late? Or is this now a good time to buy crypto? So, today we're gonna look at the fundamentals, we're gonna look at the facts. And we're going to decide whether it's too late to be buying crypto. That's what we're going to do. bed, bitch,
1: go. Get up, get up, and then they got to
2: wake up, gotta wake up, bitch, get up.
0: fam, welcome back, welcome back. I'm Crypto Man Ryan. I'm here twice, three times or four times a day, and I'm guiding you through the bull market and guiding you through the bear market, if one comes, when one comes. We'll be here to guide you, so if you're on your our channel, welcome, subscribe to our channel, join the bull market with us, we'll show you how to make life-changing money because even though Bitcoin is taking a little bit of a pullback, it's at $62,000, I saw tweets, people complaining that, oh, is this the bear market? this is today's bear market (laughs) yeah so join our channel uh smash the like button subscribe to our channel there are many streams every single day um and join our family and join our family and um I think speaking of our family I want to clear the air about something so I did see a lot of comments about the earlier show and what people thought was a an argument between me and Sheldon So Sheldina and I are family, we're family, we're brothers, and we are going to bicker, and that's part of the show. The show is actually a reality show, and we don't cut anything out. You see what happens, and you see what we see. And I think where it started earlier was when Sheldon made a call on a token, which I thought didn't have good fundamentals. I just thought that the the token didn't have amazing fundamentals. In fact, we used the word uh, gamble, and if you want to have a gamble, and... To be honest, this is something that I'm going to protect the family with, and I'm going to be quite vicious about protecting the family. What you don't know is that in the background of Crypto Banter, we have an editorial manifesto. It's something that we all live by. It's our code of ethics that we live by. And I mean, I'm not going to bore you with the whole um, code of ethics, but the idea is to bring you free, simple crypto wisdom and build the smartest, wealthiest and most loyal community on YouTube uh, and in crypto. And we adhere to a whole lot of uh, a code of conduct. And we live by the following code. One is we want to change the lives of everyone that we touch, whether you work here, whether you're an employee, whether you're a partner, whether you're a community member. And even if you're a critic, we want to make a positive impact on your life. Um, We're also proudly degen. So we say Bitcoin maxis swipe left. We embrace volatility. We believe that blockchain innovation is still in its infancy. As long as founders are honest, ethical, and have good intentions, we'll support the experiments that are taking place in the industry. So we are skewed towards altcoins. We're also always credible. Though we express our own opinions freely, our opinions are always backed by credible and verified research. Now, this is where I thought I needed to protect the banter family. And that is, in the bull market, we could get carried away. We could, because the tide is moving up, we could start making some bad decisions and bad decisions mean throwing money into things that don't have fundamentals and to be honest I do it and I do it all the time but I don't want you guys to do it because our objective is actually to protect you guys and even though sometimes we speculate and we gamble I don't think that that's what the show is about and I think that we should live by this code of conduct Um, I'll show you one or two other things so we're not for sale as you know we unlike most other platforms we never accept any payment for any tokens for reviews or features on our channel, and we expect the same from our guests and partners. Um, we're always direct and honest. We don't sugarcoat anything. We disclose our holdings to you guys, and we're always transparent. And we live by this code of conduct. So that is how we're going to protect you guys. And you know, the truth is, uh, I know that you guys think that um, maybe we were harsh, but as I said to you guys, this is a reality show.
3: Sheldino, I've moved out uh, of the offices, uh, I've moved to the others.
0: Uh, have you have you gone do we need to put that
3: now yeah I've moved that
0: should we put a bitboy crypto poster at the top of your tv there (laughs) yeah I'm working for bitboy now yeah so anyway Sheldino um a lot of the guys said that I was harsh and um I did it I think we had a chat afterwards and I think we we have agreed that um we're not going to get the community to gamble um although Sheldino did give me a bit of a scolding for jumping into Solana (laughs)
3: Yeah, reshuffling the whole portfolio. Yeah, I think that was the whole, so it's going to happen. We are going to have our disagreements at times. I hope I was very clear that I was only putting 10 to 20 dollars in these things. I would never be there to disrespect or ever put the community at harm. You know, I bust my ass every day and all I want to do is protect and help educate the community always. So if I did violate anything, I apologize
0: and bro it's all good it's all good i know what i know that your intentions are always good i know how hard you work uh day and night making sure that the fam makes money i also remember how personally you took it when you know in the bear market we had the salty people and i mean i was around in 2017 so i know what the salty people are like but i remember that it was tough and so i think we need to we need to prepare ourselves uh we need to prepare ourselves for that and just keep protecting the community um are you still upset with me about Solana, or can I keep the position in the portfolio? <laughs>
3: I don't know. Let's see. Like you, you've made the changes now, we have to allow it to 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 flow. I think it will be good, and then we'll have to see from there. If things are not performing, then we'll just have to go back to. Hmm. You know, we'll see what we're, where the market's sitting at. So,
0: bro, the I'm studio, looks your lead good now. Effect.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, the studio that looks, looks cool. like the fact, bro. Love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> sure.
0: Sure, sure, sure. All right, buddy. So we're going to see you later on in the show, uh, broadcasting from the new studio. Uh, guys, just in, for those of you who thought that it's Ran versus Sheldon, uh, there's only love between us. We, 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 we are like brothers. We see each other every single day. We have our bickers, but we have them publicly and on air with you guys. So it is what it is.
3: Yeah, it is what it is, buddy.
0: It is. Cool. It is. Love you, my bro. I'll see you in a bit brother. okay so that is yeah let's get that out to it you know what else we resolved so um we did get another press pass for solana we did and yeah we've got one they gave the producer another press pass so we can stop sending the messages and that means that we're going to be flying over a producer. Uh, last minute we're going to be flying over a producer so thank you guys because of you guys because of you because of you we have got uh, another press pass and we'll be able to bring you live coverage from solana which means i just have to work a whole lot harder now which is a big problem like, i was going to mess around in a day but i guess now i'm going to be doing interviews and shit in the day that's what it is all right what else what else do we have today before we start the show uh oh yesterday when we spoke about the metaverse uh I left out two tokens you know we talked about metaverse tokens we talked about decentralized uh, computing power and the truth is what I realized was that I actually left out two tokens oh this is another one that I wanted to talk to you about you remember that yesterday at the beginning of the show I said to you guys buy crypto.com don't ask why uh, a birdie came and told me why to buy crypto.com you may have noticed that it did get listed on on coinbase last night there was a bit of a pump uh, but i think the pump happened a bit before so it wasn't it wasn't the biggest pump in the world now that same birdie came back and that same birdie came back that same birdie came back um that same birdie has a very 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 speculative message she came back with like a a, a note tied to her leg but it's fucking speculative like i'm going to tell you what i heard i'm going to tell you that i don't want you to degen i've done the research i think it's true can't verify it but at the end of the show i'll tell you what the token is so if you want that subscribe like the channel right like the channel let's go on let's go on yesterday when we spoke about metaverses i left out two very 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 important picks eternity in all this talk about metaverses and everything that's happening we haven't spoken about Eternity chain and I hear everyone is talking about something called the metaverse. It looks like Eternity have actually built their own metaverse, and it looks like it's actually about to become live. The reason why I'm confident to talk about this is because if you look at uh, if you look at Eternity's price, the Eternity price, it went up to like 80 bucks at one point. And then it's like, it's only back at $14. So it's not like one of these tokens that has had a massive, massive, massive pump. So let's take, let's go back. This token went to 67 dollars and then it's come down and i think the low was six bucks or seven bucks or five bucks and now it's only back at 14 bucks and the rest of the 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 uh, metaverse tokens have completely run so do your own research i think this one might actually be a good one i know what the team are doing here they are building a metaverse um i also heard that they're launching uh labs um eternity labs which is i think i think i mean i don't know this i think it's a development studio and i think some really big names have, devel- have invested really big names in the us exchanges blue with c i think i think that i hear, i don't know if it's true could be could not be to your own research the other one which i think we left out yesterday which we we shouldn't have left out is aons so I left it out this morning, I saw that it was one of the ones that moved the most. It is also a decentralized computing power uh, 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 provider. It's much smaller and much younger than the other ones that we spoke about, but it's growing exponentially, and it's one of those tokens that doesn't have much hype. What I also saw here, the reason why I remembered it was, if you look at this token, this token launched at like $2, $2 $2.50, and this was probably highly, highly, highly inflated but then it went down and it kind of never recovered so like it went down to 18 cents that's like the low and then now it's starting to climb up again so i'm not could this be the pump i'm holding this i've been holding it since the launch i actually i mean i still hold my entire bag here and i'm just going to keep i'm just going to keep holding it i'm just going to keep holding it so um yeah that's that's my situation here we did speak about the affinity metaverse i do want to talk to you about a token i just don't want you guys to ape into it yet um, okay, let's talk about where we are in the market. So let's talk about where we are in the market. You guys, you guys. That's not the token I want to talk about. I'm going to see your eyes. Everyone's eyes glowing. Uh, Fred and everybody. I want to talk to you about this tweet that I posted yesterday. It says, in the last three days, we've had Facebook all in on the metaverse. Obviously, Facebook did it, and then Microsoft came out, and Microsoft says, Microsoft takes on Facebook by launching metaverse on Teams. So now what they're saying is, great Facebook, you can, you don't really own the workspace, you're not LinkedIn, you're just the fun space. And actually, you're the fun space for very old people, because nobody actually uses Facebook anymore. But we're going to come in and say, hey, you want a working environment, we're going to come in with a working environment. And our first product is Microsoft Teams. And they show demos of people holding holding in their hands, avatars in their hands, holding Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations. So it's like you almost arrive in the metaverse holding a PowerPoint presentation, and they are moving the entire workspace into the metaverse. Just think about this. Think about going to work every single day in the metaverse. I told you, there's going to be a big tax problem when that happens. When that happens, there's going to be a big tax problem. Okay, what else? So what else is there? There is McDonald's giving away NFTs. There's Burger King giving away NFTs. There is... I mean, it's, we're in the period of mass adoption. We've got Microsoft coming in. We've got Call of Duty, which is, what is it, like the 10th biggest game in the world? 19th, 19th biggest video game in the world. Okay, so it is the 19th biggest video game in the world. They are now entering the metaverse. We know that. Um, Kylie Jenner, yesterday I showed you MC Hammer. MC Hammer has 3 point something million followers. Kylie Jenner has 39.3 million Million followers, how's that? Fifty-nine point three million followers. Hey, are you interested in selling me your board ape? I'm absolutely in love with it. Um, <laughs> the guy replies, really bullish replies. This ape holds such a special place in my heart. I don't think I'll ever be able to let it go. And in my opinion, it's the, it's the most feminine ape in the entire collection. You ask me, that's a negotiation, a negotiation tactic. So that, that's what I would say. I'd say, look, I'm not. It's not for sale. See, I think now this guy has actually upped the price of his his NFT because Kylie Jenner now, now that this is out in the public, Kylie Jenner is not gonna give up, you know? So so that's a good one. Then the next message we had yesterday was Nike preparing for the metaverse. They filed seven trademark applications that prepares to enter the metaverse. Um, As part of the application, the company intends to make its and sell its virtual branded sneakers and apparel. And I want to remind you, I want to remind you that when I think it was Gucci who made a bag, and they made a real bag and they made a virtual bag, and the virtual bag sold for more than the real bag. Why? Because that is what more people are going to see more people are going to see you on the internet, than people are going to see you off the internet. So I think that what Nike is going to become over time is actually a virtual good, a virtual shoe creator for the metaverse. I think they're going to sell in orders of magnitude more virtual goods than they're going to sell real goods. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that Nike and Rolex who, think about Rolex. Rolex was struggling to reinvent itself because when the iPhone came out, when phones came out, they've all got watches in them. And so watches became a prestige thing. Now I think that Rolex is actually gonna start making more virtual goods than real goods and making more money on virtual goods than on real goods. Imagine, like, what did you sell? I sold uh, 10 pairs of sneakers and 100 NFTs of the same sneaker. What was your cost of sales on the sneaker? Well, I like had to pay for leather and rubber. What was your cost of sales on, on the virtual good, uh, the designer and the artist? So I think that I, I do think that I'll go as far as to say that within five years, within five years, more virtual, Nike is selling more virtual goods than they are selling real goods. They're making more money on virtual goods than they are making real goods. Um, you can see they're taking this quite seriously because what they are doing is they're looking for a virtual material designer. Where do you find a virtual material designer? Can someone tell me like, what do you do? I'm a virtual material designer. Oh, Where did you last do virtual material? Um, where? What's your experience? Let's read what they're looking for exactly. Okay, so let's read what they're looking for. They're looking for Nike, blah blah blah. Nike does more than outfit world's best athletes. It's a place to explore potential, uh, obliterate boundaries, and push out the edges of what can be. The company is looking for a whole team of people. What we're looking for, we're looking for a virtual material designer to partner with, to partner with material design at Nike to create visualize and su- the most sophisticated innovative virtual material concepts in the world. Bro, what do you what do you do? I'm a virtual material designer. Fuck you imagine that. Bro. Well, what are we living in? We're living in a simulation. We're living this 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 is not real. This is not real. And you know why this is all happening. I'll tell you why this is all happening. Why are we hearing about this now? I'll tell you why we're hearing about this now. Because We are in the middle of NFT NYC. So I know that most of you aren't in NFT NYC. I think that next year, your NFT, you, your avatar, your NFT will attend the conference virtually. I don't think that NFT conferences will ever be done virtual, uh, 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 physical. They'll all be done virtual. So next year, I guarantee you that more of us will attend a virtual conference around NFTs than we will actual physical conference. The reason why we're getting all these announcements is because anyone who's anyone is now in New York, and they are at the NFT NYC conference. You know who else is at the NFT NYC conference? This guy, Quentin Tarantino. Why? Because he is auctioning six of his un- six uncut scripts as NFT. So listen to what he said yesterday at NFT NYC.
2: N- I have to say, because I wrote it, it's easy for me to take it for granted. I was really kind of
1: moved and surprised by the response of the people that we came down to my house um, when we came to digitize the pages. When I actually saw other people for the first time looking at the original handwritten script of Pulp Fiction and then going through the pages, it was uh, a... I always knew what I had, but when I actually saw the response of people actually looking at the actual pages, it's pretty special. It's pretty cool. I can honestly say it's, it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so he doesn't need the money. He made it very, very, very clear that he doesn't need the money. He is, long, he is selling these NFTs of the uncut, unaired script of Pulp function and actually six others, five others, right? Yeah, so I mean, that's what he's doing. He is creating the NFTs though, very, very interestingly, he's creating the NFTs on the secret network. Now we don't talk a lot about secret network. I know the project very well. Uh, In fact, I was offered to invest in it. I never invested in it because it was in the middle of the 2019 bear market. But let's look at what this secret project is. So the secret network, it is an EVM compatible uh, blockchain, which is all about secrets, so not no transparency. And it's not always for illicit activities that you want no transparency. Sometimes it's just because if you're a business and you're buying things from suppliers or you're investing in companies, you don't want your competitors to be able to track your address. We, we've spoken about this problem on Ethereum. And the secret network is actually all about secrets. So I looked into secret network, And I thought, you know, is this actually one that we should buy? I mean, I know the dev team pretty well, even though I think they are a secret. Um, I know the founders pretty well. They were the founders of Enigma, I think, or some of them were the founders of Enigma protocol. Very, very, very smart guys. Right now, this protocol has a market cap of, let's look at the market cap. Um, So market cap of 1.3 billion and 1.7 billion fully diluted. Uh, I think what we need to do is we need to start looking to see if companies start building on the secret network. It has run from about, well, let's look at the lows, about $1.5 or 89 cents, and it is now at about $10. So don't rush into it, even though I think that it is a very good protocol, the team behind it are very, very good, even though they don't actually want to be, they want to remain anonymous, but we'll destroy that, we won't allow them to do that. we can't let them be a secret can't let that happen Uh, okay so what else what else what else the reason why all of this is happening guys it's very simple the reason why you're getting all these bombs of news is because right now we're in the middle of new york city nft conference last time that we got a whole lot of news was from phantom because of the phantom conference next week is the Solana Solana conference, you see. Next week is a Solana conference. So I'm not telling you that I think Solana is going to go up, but I am telling you that I think Solana might go up. I think Solana is going to run because there's going to be so many press releases next week. And you saw that I put my money where my mouth is and I did take a position. And in fact, about five days ago, I tweeted and I said, I think Solana will actually overtake Cardano in terms of market cap. And I think it's happened. Solana is now above Cardano. Um, I think the next thing that's going to happen is in the next two days, Polkadot boots XRP because I think that's that's an anomaly. You can't tell me that you think XRP is a better coin than Polkadot. BitBoy will tell you something completely different. Dude's always posting XRP, XRP. I'm on to him. I don't think he actually likes XRP as much as he likes to attract the people that hold XRP right? We don't do that. So I think Polkadot overtakes XRP. We're going to talk about Polkadot today because we're talking about uh, the parachains and the parachain auctions. And I've got a a great, great, great panel of the best people in the world. Um, But before we talk about that, I do want to talk to you guys about uh, this next part of the bull market, because it is the most important part of the bull market. It's here. It is being driven completely by retail. You know, If you don't believe me, Just look at the headlines that we've had in the last couple of days. We've had Nike. We've had, what else have we had? We've had Nike. We've had uh, Microsoft. We've had Burger King. We've had McDonald's. We've had Kylie Jenner. We've had, this is being driven by retail. Retail is here. We're no longer early anymore. I, I mean, I think anyone who was here before a month ago, you could still say, I got into crypto early. But now you're at like the very, 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 very late stage of early. This stage of early, you're still early in the big scheme of things because the amazing things that are going to happen on the blockchain are going to happen in the next 10 years. But you're not early in terms of crypto people. You're quite late in terms of crypto people. You're now starting to buy in when the retail investors are starting to buy in. And it is the most aggressive part of the bull market. It's a crazy part of the bull market because it's driven by retail and it's it's driven by FOMO. And in this part of the bull market, crazy shit is going to happen. Shit that will blow your mind and that you can't actually begin to fathom, both up and down. And so it's very important that you focus, that you remain cool, you remain collected, and you stick to your investment thesis in this time. You can't abandon your investment thesis because you think that you're making so much money. That is the biggest mistake that I ever make. I think to myself, wow, I've made so much money. I've got so many millions in these protocols. The problem is that when they turn, they turn so fast that you think you're making money. Here's how it goes. You put in $10,000. Your $10,000 becomes $100,000, which becomes a million dollars. Now you think to yourself, wow, I've got myself a million dollars. So instead of placing $10,000 bets, you now start placing $100,000 bets. And you start taking riskier bets. And when you start taking those riskier bets, you say, look, I used to invest $10,000, but I'm so rich now. I've made so much money now that what's $10,000? And you start moving away from your investment thesis. And you start taking bigger bets. And instead of putting $10,000 down, you put down $50,000 or $100,000. And you think you're making a lot of money. You know why you think you're making a lot of money? Because the market is aggressive. And you've never seen returns like this ever before in your life. Let me show you something about 2017. You think this is fun? You think this is fun? Let me show you what I lived through in 2017, just so that you can see it for yourselves. This is a token called Verge, XVG. Okay? In 2017, you you see, i got a friend here. He's smiling because he was there. In 2017, PayPal banned Visa, sorry, Visa, Pornhub banned PayPal, wait, Pornhub was banned from Visa and MasterCard, right? Yeah. And so this currency called Verge, XVG, turned around and said, don't worry, you can pay with XVG on Pornhub. Now, the price of Verge, when before that was announced, was 0,00117, 0,002. And the price that like, crept up a little bit in the beginning of the bull market, the price was 0,008, it had 4x, 0,008. Look at this, between the 13th of December at 0.008 and the 22nd of December in eight days, it went from 0,008 to 31 cents in eight days. And everyone that was in Verge thought they were making so much money they didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) But then the dump came. And look where Verge is today. Kind of like exactly where it started. Okay, exactly where it started. This is the kind of shit that could happen in the next two weeks. Now, when you get to this point over here, you're going to think to yourself, I'm rich, I'm a fucking millionaire, I can take big bets because my $10,000 is a million dollars. That is where you're going to get flushed out. And in two days, your money is going to go to zero. Here, let me show you another one. Let me show you another one. Einsteinium. Still don't know what this fucking thing does. Okay. Einsteinium started the year at 0, 0,01. So it started at 0, 0,01. Just before the bull market, it was at 13x that. It was at 0, 0,13. And then from the 22nd of November, until the 7th of December, in 15 days, it went to $3.45. Sorry, 30x. 3,000x.
4: 0,
0: 0, 0,06. 0, 0, 0,06 to $3.45. It's a, lot, it's a lot of x's. It's a lot of x's. It's a, it's a shitload of x's. But then look what happened. Bang. And look where it is today. Kind of like where it started. Maybe even worse than where it started. Look at this, another one, NIO. NIO started 2017 as Anche's. I don't even remember the price. But it went from $0.10, sorry, from $0.10 all the way to $200. I had Neo. I bought them at $0.10. I had them at $200. I still have them today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I still have them today So what am I trying to say to you guys Let, Let's get to the point here Let's cut, let's cut the chase here What you're going to see in the next couple of weeks If everything goes up It goes according to plan You're going to see crazy shit You're going to see tokens going from 0, 0,03 To $3.45 Okay, You're going to see it You're going to think you're the smartest genius In the fucking world That's what you're going to think you're gonna start taking big bets. You're gonna stop doing the research that you do because you don't care about money anymore. You're gonna put more money into the market and you're gonna get wrecked. Because as fast as it goes up, it's going to come down. What you need to do in this next period is actually stick to your investment principles more than ever. What is stick to your inv- investment principles more than ever? I'll tell you what it means. Don't take bigger bets. Or don't take two big bets. If your check size is 10,000, increase it to 20, but don't increase it to 100,000. Keep taking out cash. Put up that cash meter Today's cash meter should be on 20%. Today, in the peak of all this hype and all this buzz, my cash meter is at 20%. 20% of my money is sitting in cash, and tomorrow it'll be 21, and the next day it'll be 22. You know why? Because let's say my portfolio value is a million. When it gets to 1 million and 10, I take out 10,000. I'm back at a million. When it goes to 1 million and and 10 again, I take out 10,000. And I keep storing cash because at the end of the day, when everything's said and done and the charts go up and the charts go down, the winner is the one who's got the most BTC, the most cash, and the most long-term fundamental tokens. That's the next part that I want to remind you of. You have to keep doing fundamental research in this. And when I say fundamental research, don't fall for the shallow bullshit research, which is what they call the number of active addresses. Because obviously in a bull market, where everyone thinks that they can make money in this casino, you're going to get a whole lot of active addresses. Those active addresses are going to disappear in the bear market. Doing fundamental research says, go and look at who is building on the protocols go and look where the venture capital money is going. And today, when I look at the protocols that have the most GitHub commits, the most developers working on it, look at that, Dot, Kusama, Solana, Cardano, Gnosis. That is where the smart money is going. And so that is why we've been talking to you so much about Dot because now is the Dot parachain auction season. It starts on the 4th, which is tomorrow. So we should talk about it today. So we should get experts on the show. We should get experts on the show talking about DOT. And they should tell us, the experts should tell us where to put our money in the crowd loan auctions. Phone the experts, phone the experts ready. There's, I mean, there's a guy who's got DOTs in his eyes.
4: Ring, ring.
0: Ring, ring. Is that Mr. Biz? What's going on, Rand? Yo, you see, I told you guys, I've got experts for you guys. I've got experts for you guys. I've got Mr. Biz. I've got uh, uh, Carl, and he's one of the founders of Composable. And then I've got Donnie Big Bags, and we're going to talk about the Dot Parachain Auctions, which officially we start tomorrow, right? Welcome, guys.
4: Hello. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you, bro.
4: Oh, Donny Big Bags in the house. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. <laughs>
0: Yay, we got Donny Big Bags in the house. <laughs> All righty. So you guys are my um my polka dot experts. I don't know as much about polka dot as you guys know about polka dot. mister business Busin's been telling me to buy polka dot since one dollar. That I know he's been doing it on banter. Let's talk about the parachain auctions and what we can expect in the next couple of days. Donnie, give us a little synopsis of what's coming up in the next couple of days.
4: I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen, Rand. No one's going to know like what the outcome will be. Kusama was really easy to predict because it was mainly uh, community-focused. You know, those dumb VCs dumped their Kusama under $2. Now we're going to see the Polkadot auctions, all these big idiot VCs ready to, to go in hard and dilute all of your awards. Um, the, the three biggest contenders are obviously going to be Akala, which is, you know, supposedly the DeFi hub of Polkadot. Then you've got Moonbeam, which is, you know, my favorite one, because it's going to be probably the, the dominant layer one chain. And you've got Astar. These are the three main ones to look at, in my opinion, because they're the, they're the layer ones that are going to scale exponentially. They're not just like a, a single use case protocol or product or anything.
0: Let's quickly really just recap the process of what happened. So right now there are a whole lot of projects which are vying for the 100 parachains which are gonna live on DOT. Now, in order for those parachains to become parachains, what they need to do is they need to stake DOT and they borrow those DOT from the community. And in return for borrowing those DOT, they provide the community with tokens of their project, right?
4: Yeah, so that's what we saw. Well, it first happened on Kusama, which is the canary network of Polkadot. And if you played your cards right there, you, you made millions. Because, millions? Yeah, like if, if you put one Kusama into Moonriver, you would have made $5,000 per Kusama. And at the time, I think Kusama was around $320. Uh, yeah, the next one's t- down and not so good are about you know, $200 each per Kusama, which is still better than the staking rewards so you've got to be really spot on with your predictions and and that and the problem is you know my my first point of call is going to be moonbeam but everyone's going to fomo into it now and then i'm not going to get any tokens back you know
0: so you would learn you could say you would learn moonbeam your polka dot tokens which you buy on the market which is going to create a supply shortage of dot on the market you would learn them to moonbeam Moonbeam would then go to the auction and say, look, we've got all these polka dots behind us, and they would win the auction. Your dot are then locked for a period of, I think, two years, right?
4: Yeah, so Kusama was 48 weeks, which isn't so bad, and polka dots two years. But one thing that you guys are not going to realize is after this lease expires within two years or 48 weeks, these projects are going to have to re-raise again, or they're going to have to have dot or Kusama themselves to, to fund their own lease. And that these projects are making predictions on, oh, the, the, dot, the, the slot should be cheaper, you know, next time around, but it might not happen, and some projects are going to get crippled. So you've got a project, say, for example, Moonbeam. Um, they're offering 10 percent of their supply towards the crowd loan participants. So you put your dot in. Um, and then at the end of, you know, when they win the auction, that 10% of their, of their entire supply gets airdropped onto the, the crowd loan participants. And it's, it's sort of linearly distributed over two years. But, you know, what's going to happen then is they're going to have to do the same thing again in two years time. Some teams have been really smart about this run, which is one of them. One of my favorite ones is Kilt Protocol. Um, they actually brought loads of KSM at the bottom ready to get their KSM power chain. Um, but they thought, oh man, you know, my name's Zingo, I'm Mr. Big Bags here. I've got forty thousand KSM. We can win a slot with these. That's loads of money. But because of these first auctions, you've got, you know, all the retail jumping in. They can't even win a slot. That the slots are costing more than any team ever predicted. Um, but but Kilt's going to be okay because when they when their slot lease ends, they have got all this KSM ready to just put straight back in, get the slot again. Um, okay. so, so Be careful. This- that last thing, Ryan. Be careful with some of these teams. They're going to be saying, oh, we're going to give away 30% of our supply to the crowd loan, but they're not going to have anything ready for the lease after.
0: Mm. Okay, so um, let's just look at the, the ecosystem as it currently stands. Um, you can see the, the crowd loans rating, Moonriver, Shida Network, Karura, Biofrost, Carla Network. These are just some of them um, that are out there. And um, they are all winning the parachain parachain auctions. Now, what happens if I stake my dot and I'm not locked in for two years, but I want liquidity? Is there a secondary market for someone to buy my stake tokens in, say, for example, Moonriver or Moonbeam?
4: Right, you need to be careful with this one as well, because they put a warning up on the crowd loan page. Uh, Parity or Web3 Foundation did say, do not give anyone your tokens. You know, There's, there's, there's about five different projects where you can um, lend them your token through their sort of, it's not going through the official crowd loan um, palette. It's, it's going through something else. And, and they give you like a, a liquid token in return. Um, I can mm. see a lot of people are going to get wrecked on this. You know, they're going to they're going to do this, get the loan tokens, they're going to end up selling the bottom to jump into a shit coin or something. And then by the, by the time you know they want to get the dots back, they can't. They're, they're priced out of it. So that's another thing to worry about, Ran. Like, I, I'm personally, I'm just a big fan of using the official way of, of doing the crowd loan, the fully decentralized way, where I don't have to trust another team. You know, I just trust the code.
0: OK, let's get to the nuts and bolts. In so here is the a list of the crowd loan projects on uh on dot uh here are a whole lot of names you've got a carla astar centrifuge crust darwinia equilibrium how do i know where to put my money guys i mean how do i how do i decide where to put my money biz what do
2: you think i'm looking at a centrifuge you know coinbase coinbase invested in them and actually the, the centrifuge token is um is on coinbase right so that's a that's a pretty good indicator, of uh, of where to put your money. Um, you know, I, I think and I think people are going to have a lot of choices. Um, but when you see big time backers, and I believe Binance and Coinbase did invest in Centrifuge, so that's one that I think it's kind of under the radar. Especially if you're looking at DeFi, and it's not just DeFi on Polkadot. It, it's it's going to be DeFi for for the entire space. It's it's a big time player. The TVL is is going up for Centrifuge. It's already on. Um, on uh, KuCoin, uh, and and just correct myself, the wrapped version of centrifuges on Coinbase, so wrapped uh, Centrifuge is on Coinbase. I'm assuming the the native token will will get there as well. Uh, but that's one that um uh, you know, in addition to what Donny's talked about, you know, and and again, you know, you have Akala, you have Moonbeam, um, Kilt's another great one that that people you know more people need to talk about. I think those heavy hitters are, is is where people's dots should initially go um so you're backing you're taking some of your polka dot and
0: you're going to stake them or you're going to loan them to centrifuge and in return you're going to get centrifuge tokens but your polka dot tokens are going to be locked up for 96 weeks which is almost two years um and in return you're going to get at the end of the period or during the period you're going to get yourself some centrifuge tokens
2: yeah and I'm, again, again the risk right and it's it's a opportunity cost game you assume that um you will you will outperform dot with whatever you
0: loaned it for right but you don't need to you don't need to outperform dot because you're still getting
2: your dot at the end of the two years you're getting and your that dot that's correct that that is correct that is correct right at the end of two years when dots you know when you'll get dot back when dot's a thousand dollars you know so you'll be good OK,
4: Hey, hey so, Brad, right, what I just doing? want to say about uh, Centrifuge, I think it's a good project to watch out for, especially, you know, all this talk about NFTs and metaverse projects. What Centrifuge is doing is, is turning real world assets into NFTs so, so you can finance them on their platform. They've got some really strong backers as well. Um, but it, 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 they, they trade their wrap token right now. You can you can get it on, on Ethereum. Um, when they get their power chain, you'll be able to you know, sh- swap it straight over.
0: So just to be clear, if I want centrifuge tokens right now, my options are: I can go to, I can buy them for one dollar eighty-one, and I can buy them on Coinlist, Coinx, on on Coinlist. I can buy the wrapped version of centrifuge also at about one dollar eighty-one, or I can buy DOT, stake my DOT with centrifuge, lock them up for ninety-six weeks, and then at the end of the period get centrifuge and DOT.
4: Yeah, you just you just make <coughs> free money. It's ridiculous. It's the biggest money printer in crypto right now. Well, Kasama definitely is because Kasama has, has a thing where people don't understand it and whenever there's something in the market where, where the, the retail don't understand that creates an opportunity. And that's how we, you know, fill our bags, get rich. Um, Carl,
0: what are you looking at? Carl, what, what are you looking at?
1: So what I'm thinking is that centrifuge is collateralizing real world assets. So when regulations start hitting us, they're the ones on the popular network that's going to get fucked the hardest. And so I'd be very careful with putting your money in that for two year period, right? Because I do foresee that the next bear market is going to be caused by increased regulations, uh, USA, FUD, etc. To me, Moonbeam is the fastest way to make money. They're going to pump initially. Um, It's the easiest to port protocols from Ethereum to Moonbeam. You can basically uh, get rich in a couple of weeks. Akala, I think, is the long-term one. Uh, They've got great people working on that, great tech. Um, So if I were to put down my money for two years, I'd probably go with Akala there. I'm going to probably split it uh, a third in Akala, a third in Moonbeam, and a third of the DOT I'm just going to keep myself because I see that people after this, this video are going to FOMO into DOT as well. So I'm just waiting for the auctions to push up the price, maybe increase DOT to $100, $150, and then just sell it
0: all right cool what else so uh biz you're going into centrifuge what else are you going to go into i mean look listen, listen they has got to be a hundred parachains by the end of this so where, what else are we going into
2: yeah i mean again i mean centrifuge Moonbeam, McCalla, and i think you know and, and i and i was invested in crust i had Crust network though know, the last run and it, and it you know basically did a 30x for me i think crust is a is a really good project it's a really underrated project a lot of these projects ran the problem is you know marketing and getting exposure um you know i think moonbeam's brand is amazing um you know so i, I think i think moonbeam akala uh, you know centrifuge i think those three are like the the top tier uh and then after that again there might be some, you know sleeper picks right and people don't have to go all in on the, on, the, on the other one so i do also like um i do like crust um and uh you know Litentry what is pretty is, good uh, Litentry Litentry's on Binance right Litentry's been been doing pretty good as well I think they just crept up recently people forgot about them um uh, and they're actually what, gonna, about, yeah. what about the next batch? So is there any reason that I need
0: to rush into the first 10 parachain auctions or oh, I mean there's going to be a hundred
4: Don't, don't rush run look you know, we've got the guy who built Ethereum in a weekend, Gavin Wood. Yeah. All of these layer one chains that you talk about, they're all based off the back of his work. EVM, you know, he, he, he made that. Um, this is this is the only layer zero uh, meta protocol in the entire space. It's revolutionary. It's the next big thing. It allows people to spin up their own blockchains that are sort of the that the feeless, you know, the gradable, you know. Ethereum has to make centralized decisions when it forks the network. With Polkadot, like, you vote for everything on chain. You, you upgrade it. Governance is on yeah. chain.
0: Voting is on chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
4: so like you're holding on to this asset that's it's going to perform. And you know, I, I personally predict it to flip Ethereum in the next four years. It won't happen. This bull run. We're only seeing the the power chains go live now so you, you can't really look at these projects and think oh this one's the best project man I'm going all in not going to work like that we need you know the later batches of auctions there's going to be sort of less competition for the um, the auction itself so you might be able to sort of snag a um, a less strong project but not much dot has gone into it and you end up getting a bigger share of the the supply and great should i rush away.
0: Donny? should i rush into the these projects, which are 10 projects, of which some will win parachain auctions and some won't, or should I wait for the next 10 auctions? Now, I I have heard in the market uh, that projects like Clover Finance, projects like Polka Foundry, are going to go for parachain slots, but they're not on this list. So question is, do I hold my polka dot and wait for the next batch of auctions, or do I run into these auctions?
4: You know, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna announce publicly what I'm going into, because it's all about, you know, making money game, especially if we're locking up our tokens for, for two years, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking at all of them and trying to find an opportunity and I might sort of jump in last minute. I don't know, but you mentioned another couple of projects as well. You know, there's going to be a lot of projects coming that are not real polka dot projects. Yeah, And mm-hmm. you do not want to have your dot locked into a shit project because they could brick their parachain and it could become essentially useless and you, you, you're you trapped in you know on shitcoin island for the next two years.
0: Carl, tell us about your project. You guys are a project, you are building on Substrate. Are you going for a parachain?
1: Actually, we won our Kusama parachain slot in the uh, last auction, so we should be onboarded, I believe it's the 23rd of November. Um, our parachain is Picasso. We're mainly focusing on interoperability with the Ethereum ecosystem and with the Cosmos ecosystem and building a VM on top of that to basically allow smart contracts to, instead of operate on a single layer, operate on protocols, take out a loan on Curve, on the compound, uh, provide liquidity on Curve uh, without actually specifying what instance of the DApp you're choosing. So it might pick the one on uh, Moonbeam, for example, or Moonriver and switch those two around
0: so that is Picasso, you said it's called. Um, mm-hmm. you, it's too late to loan you guys Kusama, right? We, we can't loan, it's too late. It's, it's like too you've late, won, yeah. you've won your You've won your auction.
1: It's over, exactly. But we are contemplating also launching a Polkadot chain. There we're taking the route of awaiting these auctions, right? Because the first ones are going to be just so heavily contested uh, that most likely we're not even going to get it. Um, and secondly, uh, we feel like it's a bit too early. First, get our product out there on Kusama, prove ourselves a bit, and then await we'll wait for these other auctions. I think right now you see. Saying-
0: explain something to me on that point. If you lose the auction, so you, you loan my Kusama, you, you try and win the auction, but you don't win the auction. What happens? You just give me back my Kusama? There's yes. no cost, you don't lose anything.
1: It's dependent on how the crowd loan is configured. So either it's rolled over into the next auction and, and they are basically you just keep supporting the project or it's returned at the end when the project exits these auctions.
0: Okay. Biz and Donny, one last call. Anything else that you would be looking at on Polkadot before we let you guys go? Uh,
4: Ron, what we're going to see now is, you know... Um, if, well, the auction is going to start on the 11th of November. I'm expecting to see something you know, near a $100 polka dot. That's what the VCs are telling me. That's what the, the price they're looking for. So it should happen. Um, we need to look at uh sort of projects around the ecosystem i mean pe- people are not even picking up on, on certain projects this is like, it's like an nft project the biggest nft project and it's not mine the biggest nft project right now within Polkadot is called rmrk and that's sitting at around 100 million dollar market cap once the retail start looking into Polkadot and finding things like this you're going to start seeing tokens like that explode you know the legit projects um a lot of retail sort of got duped in the past year when you had all these fake Polkadot projects launching on Ethereum and saying, "Oh, powered by Polkadot," when, they, when they, they weren't actually. They were there. Built,
0: They were built on. They weren't even built on Substrate. They were built on Solidity.
4: Yeah. So, so this one here, oh, I'm RK. Okay. Um, I really like the founder. He used to work at. The, he was a tech education lead, I think, at the Web3 Foundation at one point, and he left to. Um, to build this. So this is going to be a really big sort of NFT project. And he, the, the main guy, he hates the RC721NFTs. He's, he's, he's created his new RMRK standard, which is like a composable NFT. So imagine you've got a character as an NFT and you can like equip other NFTs as items and stuff. So I'm going to try okay. and inter- integrate that with, with my projects. So there's, there's a few projects like that come in. Um, moon. Well, so look, we're going to have, uh, The auction is going to start. It's going to take about two months before the chains go live and the token transfer event happens. So what's going to happen in these two months of bull market, um, people are going to be opening to stuff like Moonriver. Moonriver is the biggest the most dominant chain um, in the entire Polkadot ecosystem right now. And as you personally know, Ram, you've been waiting for like Sushi to go live, which is going live today with the liquidity rewards. You need all these integrations to happen with the graph, Gnosis, things like that. Um, so, about... so Moon River is primed and ready for the for the bull run, and there's a lot of projects launching on there that no one knows about. Um, what about the Network? Was it sorry?
0: What about Fala Network?
4: Fala is um, so they launched earlier in the ERC20 on Ethereum, and it's like a sort of. A privacy computational layer on Polkadot. I don't know much about them, but they seem pretty
2: good. I think.
0: Privacy, privacy on Polkadot. All right, Briz, we've got one more minute. Your last call before we before we, we go. Anything else that you're looking at on Polkadot or on substrate?
2: No, um Donnie mentioned RMRK, which for people who don't know was is, is basically as, as close to a fair launch as you can get. Um I'm in RMRK. I, I'm a big believer in, in NFTs on Kusama and they've actually been doing really well. Um other than that, man, hold on. You know, I, my apologies. You know, it's New York. Somebody probably got shot right now outside my apartment. Um, if you hear the sirens, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm mean, honestly, man, if you're looking at, you know, just talk about polka dot. All the layer ones, Rand. You know, we, we saw Solana and Avax, and they pumped. And I remember people were saying, "Why not polka dot? Why not polka dot?" This, I think, this polka dot run is going to be epic. I think all the other layer again. Solana's still pumping, right? I think Rand, you said it's going to mm-hmm. three hundred. Avax had a pump. Phantom had his pump. Polkadot didn't really have his pump, right? And, and since its bottom since ten dollars, uh, you know, a few months back, it's it's been doing well. It's at fifty right now. I think the the brand recognition is all time high. I think the, all the all the people who are who are salty right now are, are realizing, all right, you know, this is something special. Parities are coming. Um, I think this is going to be a, one of the bigger narratives in the space. Um, also, uh, metaverses. I just want to mention metaverses on Polkadot. There is a project called Bit Country which is a metaverse on Polkadot, which I think is going to be a big, big, big-time player in the metaverse space. Um, I think people need to, need, need to look out for that one. It started by Raylu, who's right. a, a Polkadot OG.
4: Yeah, that right. one's rising right now, so you can put your Kasama in and get yes for
2: free. <laughs> that, <laughs> that. We need an hour with these guys.
0: Guys, we need an hour with you guys, but we have to go look, to the... You
4: need to come play Minecraft with us the weekend as well, yeah? We built the I'm first flying to on the Star- I'm, I'm,
0: I'm flying right. to Solana. Come meet us in Lisbon. Come to the banter oh, party right. in I Lisbon. I want to
4: meet you in the metaverse. Yeah. yeah
2: okay. A, we should meet the metaverse. Also, Rand, I'm in NYC NFT and it is awful here, man. I don't know right. why I come for yeah, these yeah, events, guys, man. Guys, guys i got to go. I've got to let you guys go. Love you guys,
0: Maddie. <laughs> we'll see you guys again soon. Thanks so All much, right. guys. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, whoa. Thank you, guys. Okay. Before I give you, Luke, remember I gave you an invite list. In fact, I'm going to send you an invite now. Um which you should put in the description link, and then I'm gonna give you the invite, I'm gonna give you guys invites for Solana, for our Solana party, more invites. You know why you need more invites? Because the last invites you guys destroyed, okay? You guys destroyed in about 30 seconds. So I'm gonna give you guys another 30 invites, but I need you guys to do me a favor. The new link is here, it's a new link, so put the new link, I've just sent it to Luke. Okay, so do not enter this if you are not coming to Solana because otherwise you're just taking someone else's ticket at the end of the show in three minutes, I'm going to give you the password for this link. Do I have the password for this thing? That'd be amazing. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to give you the password in a second. Before that, I'm, I promise you, I'll give you a DJN call. Now, I want to tell you what this DJN call is about first. I hear a rumor that in the next three, three to four days, maybe even tomorrow, there's going to be an announcement by this NFT token player that they've signed up a massive football club. So I know the football club. I know, I know who it is. Um, it's, it's a massive football club. It's one of the, I think it, it might even be the biggest football club in the world. If it's not the biggest one, it's one of the biggest football clubs in the world. I hear, I don't know if this is true, but I hear that they're going to sign that they've got the right to do this football club's NFTs. It's highly, 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 highly speculative, but I think there may be something here. Before before you buy this, do not put a lot of money into it. It is speculative. We don't know if this information is correct. We haven't had time to do enough research and to verify contracts. But we do hear that this company called ONX, or this token called ONX, which you can find, um, is securing the rights to a massive football club's NFTs. This is what we hear, this is what the birdie tells us. Right now, it's trading at $6. My feeling is it has gone up a lot from I don't know, five For that's today, so it's in the last month I think it's been from $3, yes, from $3.51 to $6, which tells me that there is news coming out. And I think the news is coming out in like the next three days. I think, I think, I think it's coming out in the next three days. And I think that it's I think that it actually could get quite messy. It it could get messy when this happens. So if you know what I mean, I don't know, you decide what you want to do. All right, the code for the Solana invitation is Solana 300 with a a big S. If you are going to be in Lisbon, sign up for the next 30 invites, and if you sign up, make sure you come because we have a very limited number of seats. Let's see if we get that announcement tomorrow, that football announcement tomorrow, and let's see if the DJs here actually, uh, uh, only people in Lisbon actually take the Solana invites. Tomorrow we'll do another 60. That would have been 120 for the banter family. We'll do some more on the weekend. See you guys again tomorrow. Uh, we have a big show tomorrow. I'm trying to get Do Quan to come on with Arrington. And Novogratz. Imagine we get Doquan, Arrington, and Novogratz, and we can talk about Luna. Because Sheldon told me earlier that the Luna chart's about to explode. So let's see. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, trade well, my friends. Yo, Donnie, you're a fucking legend, bro can you hear me hey, everyone can hear you bro
4: oh shit mate i didn't even get to shield my bags
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's in your bags <laughs>
4: dude I, I have built the first metaverse protocol on um on, on kusama well on moon river and no one fucking gives a shit about it it's ridiculous we had uh, over 200 players that's uh, cool? weekend, it's gonna explode it's called moonsama.com
2: so um, Moonsama. some, some
4: guys are trolling me I said, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm going to create my own token. I didn't want to get SEC, so create created an NFT. Um, we launched an NFT marketplace in three days.